Unity Water is proud to sponsor this podcast series because we believe great news, great solutions and great outcomes deserve to be shared. See what we're all about at unitywater.com. You're listening to the Australian Water Association's podcast series. I'm Hazel Flynn and I'm joined now by Mark Rippon, Senior Engineer, Treatment Asset Performance at Taswater. And we're going to be talking about data visualisation and the benefits that it can bring to the water industry. So welcome, Mark. Thank you. Big picture, first of all, understanding business objectives is something that's expected of CEOs and executives, but you actually think it should apply to everyone in the organisation, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. If, uh, if everyone within the business doesn't understand how they impact on what the business is trying to achieve, then uh, you know, what are they doing in the business? How do, how do we effectively um, engage them to know that the work that they're doing in the field or the work that you do in the office is actually making a positive change and, and helping the business to do what it's trying to do. It's such an interesting take because, I mean, people would think of, you know, somebody working on pipe maintenance just doing their little bit of it or somebody working, you know, as a, in a kind of admin role in the office just doing their bit. But you're really seeing the whole picture, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, and it has to go across because if the guys in the field don't understand you know, for example, the, the maintenance that they're doing and what the impact of not doing that maintenance or not doing it correctly is on how the business or how the customer interacts with our services, then uh, we're in a really bad situation where you don't get that constant feedback. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And, and Taswater itself, it was formed in 2013 from the amalgamation of four existing water and sewerage corporations, but they had actually come from 29 councils. Now that process brings with it so many challenges in terms of building a clear and consistent picture of assets and in standardising that reporting data. How did you go about approaching that challenge? Yeah, we, we, we still struggle with, with the data. Um, information is in so many different places in our business and it's, it's, I guess, held in so many different repositories, different database environments and all that sort of stuff. And I guess through the implementation of, of single systems like Maximo that we've recently put in and our single GIS, we start to bring those, those sources together uh, and better understand uh, where, where our data gaps are. We went through assessments when we first amalgamated to TAS Water in terms of a project which we named Pinot de Gua, which was a priority information needs analysis. So we, we looked at what asset information do we really need to make effective asset management decisions and, and that's helped us drive towards our changing environment to, to build up our databases to allow the visualisations to occur and consistency to be, to be made, I guess. Right. And when we talk about data visualisation, I mean, some people might hear that and they might think it's, it's about infographics or cute diagrams, but it's actually something much more profound than that, isn't it? Yeah, with our data visualisations, uh, I guess the key behind them is making actionable outcomes from the information. So we really need to make sure, and, and the paper that I've got speaks about defining the need defining the mechanisms for developing the data visualisations and then running through rapid prototyping to test whether they're effective at giving us the results that we're after uh, in terms of business optimization or opening the communication pathways between different departments, our customers, our owners and, and everyone throughout our business. Right. So can you literally visualise every piece of data across the business or are there, there elements that just are not suited to it? Uh, Yes, you, you can visualise whatever you want to visualise, as long as it's in a meaningful manner. If, if you try to pull information together for information's sake, um, a lot of the presentations that we've seen this morning, uh, you can make any you know, answer 
appear from any of the data that you have. So you need to be really careful about the questions that you're asking and the need and the intent of the visualisation that you're trying to develop. Mm, absolutely. And you had a very broad audience for data. You talked about the fact that everybody in the business needed to understand and people outside the business. What, uh, what approach did you take to meeting all of those differing needs? Yeah, so at first we started with uh, the IT infrastructure style environment because at the end of the day they control all the systems that we have in place, which it can be a struggle. But getting them on board, getting them you know, along the journey with the business to try and help us improve and visualise information is key. And then after you've got those guys, then you can actually start to have effective discussions with key stakeholders from asset management experts to our service delivery which are our operational side of the business, to the customer side of our business, to, to figure out what everyone needs to see to have a consistent approach to, to that information. And then we're actually communicating in the same manner across the business to customers, to internal customers within our business. And, and it really helps constraining our conversations to fact rather than conjecture, which is difficult in many businesses. And as you say, it becomes meaningful, that data becomes then very meaningful. Yeah, yeah, the data has a justification behind it and people can't pick holes through it, which is predominantly what happens in businesses like Tazwater. And you were able to demonstrate the effectiveness of the program very quickly. Tell me a little bit about the changes that you made to sewage pump stations in the north of the state yeah. as a result of this new data approach. So some of the work uh, that my team, particularly um, in the asset performance space, uh, have been doing is looking at the criticality, how important our pump stations are to us and taking a number of those pump stations in an area in our, our business um, and looking at how we're actually maintaining those and how frequently we're maintaining. And what we're able to do is reduce the frequency based on some of our frameworks, visualise the cost and the corrective maintenance events against those assets and then see the outcome of changing those those maintenance regimes. So. Uh, ending up with a reduction in, in OPEX savings of you know $40,000 or so a month um, and actually a reduction in corrective events so the number of times the pump stations failed from our point of view which steers us to the fact that actually doing more maintenance is causing us to have more problems because we're interrupting the, the system which is in a, a steady state. That's so counterintuitive isn't it? It is, it is but you don't know that until you see it and, and that's one of the things you need to be able to see the impacts of your changes Otherwise, it's impossible to, to determine whether what you're doing is making a, a tangible benefit. Indeed. And there was another really interesting case about identifying an ongoing problem in Sorel, wasn't there? And you were seeing a problem that recurred there at an unreasonable rate, is that right? Yeah, so Sorel, uh, when we started our visualisations, popped up as the, the highest corrective burden for our business in terms of sewage systems for pump stations. Uh, it had seven corrective events in two months on a particular site. Uh, Fawcett Street uh, and that site actually had a root cause of those problems of, of ragging uh, and what we were allowed to do with the visualisations is that we could go to internal business customers so service delivery which are operational and ask questions so start the communication pathways and then also talk to our trade waste who um, I guess deal with our, our larger industrial customers in the network and eventually found out that the root cause of that issue was a, a nursing home upstream that had a high turnover of staff and they actually throw a bunch of their rags and their uh, macerators down into the, the network and it actually causes blockages in our pump station. So we were able to go out and do a bit of customer education with physical numbers, physical cost of those events to our business and then we were able to talk with our service delivery colleagues to 
put in place a, a, a particular brand and type of pump which can help to avoid those failures from occurring. And what we were able to see is once the capital intervention was put in place and the communications a drop off in the events completely. So we basically avoided the failure mode that we were observing. Fantastic result. And, and really, that would have been the purest chance, it sounds like, uh, without the data visualisation, it would have been just if, you'd, if you happened to hit upon the fact that it was that, that nursing home. Yeah, in the past it's more been the service delivery teams coming to the asset management or the capital intervention space and saying, we have a problem and it's happened 20 times in the last month and we go, well, we don't have that information, we can't, that's just conjecture as to whether that's actually occurring. But if we can start to do that across one, in terms of Taswater as a business, there's over 780 sewage pump stations that we have. And that's just sewage pump stations, 180 odd treatment plants that we have in our business. So there's huge, um, I guess, potential for implementation of this, the solution and, and opportunities for optimization and gains to better benefit Taswater's customers in terms of service delivery. Indeed, well, I mean, really, that's the final question is where do you go from here and how long do you see this program uh, unfolding? Is it a a forever into the future. Yeah, it absolutely is. I think it's something, once you start to present people with information to justify the work that they're doing, they start to ask for more information, they start to ask for more structured uh, information, and we start to consistently report how our business is operating and we can start to drive change by doing that. And, and when we have the customer at the centre of our decision-making, we can see how those decisions that we're making in terms of the operation of our business are directly impacting on the, that customer expectation. Indeed, well congratulations on the work you've done and thanks for joining us today. Great, thank you. Um, I've been talking with Mark Rippon, who is Senior Engineer Treatment Asset Performance at Taswater and thanks for joining us.